Welcome to the Bougie Black Brother Network. Welcome back to Car Wax. I'm Michael, your Bougie Black Brother. And we're getting back into part two of our two-series review of Dabri, the Michigan-born producer um, that we did a quick introduction from his one through two albums, plus his instrumental. And I promised that I would get back to his last release. Even though it was a 2018, I wanted to finish the series because he released his last one, three of three. But um, this was something I was looking forward to see. What would he change? What would he start with? So just to give you a hint, the introduction of the actual podcast was actually a cut from the 3-3 album called Tape Flip 2, which one of the many instrumentals that he had on here. But this 3-3 album is heavy laden with features from a whole lot of Michigan artists. So when you go through these, you're going to hear me talk about a lot of these Michigan artists. But they're not going to be really, I'm not going to play a lot of it because a lot of it really wasn't good. The problem is he did some really good production on some of them, you know, like his previous stuff. But he put a heavy, heavy uh, emphasis on a lot of these Michigan artists. But you turn around, you got people like uh, Ghostface Killer and Doom, Metal Face, or whatever he's calling himself nowadays. He's up on here too. And then some returns of some people that uh, was on there. The Ghostface Killer. Um, I think Guilty Simpson is on here. Um, that that little crew, Cadence and Intricate Dialect and Silas Green. Those cats are back on there. And a whole bunch of other people. And, oh, and my boy, Danny Brown. Uh, he has a small spot on the back end of one of the cuts, which was really disappointing because everybody in front of him was like really garbage. Um, or not good. Let me stop calling people garbage. But um, but when you was introduced to him, the good thing was you was introduced to something by Guilty Simpson, and you you started saying, "Oh, so here's where we going." So he 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 had something. The first cut was called Tunnel Vision, and it was Guilty Simpson. But the beat is just so freaking phenomenal. So as I go through and I'm listening to it, Guilty Simpson just wrote this and it was just such a smooth, laid back feeling. And, you know, I heard Guilty on a couple of other people. I think he was on uh, Diamond D as well. He's he's just got a good flow. He's kind of raw. And he's, he's just, he, he flows really, really well. And I just, I, I just feeling that shit. And, and when I'm listening to it, and I'm hearing this beat in the back, and he puts like a little reggae type shit um, to mix in with him. And you kind of like, cool, wow. So it said to me, well, he's back. But this is the real shit. The real shit was he's not really sounding like anything new. It's almost like he went back to what he used to do, but tried to do it in a different way. So, but I hear this and I'm like, this is really what I wanted to hear. 
which was cool. You know, if, if you didn't like Daubry, this still would have been something a little raw, like a, like a New York or like a Midwestern like like this one is. When you jump into the Ghostface Killer actual feature, which is emancipated, and it was average. <laughs> and so it got me kind of wondering, uh-oh, he put the best one on the top and maybe he's going somewhere else. But then, uh, like I introduced you to the tape flip two, which was really cool instrumental wise. And then we jump into uh, one of my favorite cuts on the damn uh, three three, which is little motherfuckers. You know, it's spell motherfuckers, not motherfucker. It's little motherfuckers. This cut was featured with Doom or MF Doom or Metal Face or whatever you want to call them nowadays. But listen to the introduction of this, which made me freaking laugh. And I was fucking like, yo, what is he about to do with this? And then you hear the beat. And then if you love Doom, he does Doom. And this one is basically about a lot of these little uh, SoundCloud artists and these little motherfuckers that be on there trying to make beats and trying to be hard. And he, he telling them, you need to get your ass back in the house. But, you know, it has this little cartoonish introduction that I'm going to kind of let you play the beginning of it. And then we're going to jump back in while he raps over this. But this was just so fucking cool. Check this out. When are they going to turn on the lights, Daddy? Right after dark, Amy. It'll light up the whole lawn. Will it light up the whole world, Daddy? Light up the whole world. Light up the whole world. So I fucking love this dude. I love it. So Doom comes in and just starts ripping their ass about being snotty nose ass fucking rappers and they just trying to just come out and and, and not even respecting the art and shit and you know he's like a parent back in the day go out outside and pull him by the ear bring your ass back in here you punish for a week you know no outside no up front you know what i mean so this was like really cool and doom just went there and then you hear this beat with the, like the little kind of off beat off, off off sound and um he just playing this and he's playing it like phenomenal and um it's it's just it's just such a good fucking layout of something to give MF Doom. So I, I just I was just amazed that once again Dobry came up with something that he can lay out for his boy Doom. And I was like, oh, all right, okay, that's pretty cool. So you you go through you got fight scene, which is uh, it was an average beat going there. He did another uh, instrumental cut called Electrocutor. Um, that's a little electronic, but nothing, not dance, but just just experimental like that. So I didn't really like that. But um, you jump down from Fat Father. Fat Father was, uh, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. I kind of like, you know, what is it? You know, what, what, what? It's, 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 it's a nice little beat. You can play it for anybody. You know, you got the little bottles. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, you know, it was okay. 
it was nothing that you would say hey once again he has another good cut on there with another one but uh that father is you know, he, he I, you know I didn't, I didn't really want to just go too much but it was it, it was a good beat it was good so then we jump into the appetite and the appetite has my boy danny brown on there but on the front end of that is rock monciano and somebody named Culey Chris. So if you notice what I did here, uh, I let them kind of finish off what they had. Then I kind of slide in uh, Danny Brown on the back end just to hear his flow. Cause I think the other ones really wasn't worth hearing. Um, they they was just, you can hear any rapper like that on the corner of any, uh, probably even any urban suburban area it was just some average rapping that tried to make their voice kind of you know let me sound a little menacing you know I'll, I'll sound menacing and, I, and I just go from there but um the beat was still cool you know so he created another beat that I felt could have been laid on to many rappers out here or just the ones that had a better quality sound um, and better flow but he just gave it to these guys and Danny Brown on the backside which is another veteran that you know he's being used in a whole lot of areas but yet it's, he's kind of in with two other guys that kind of ruined it for me um, so this wasn't a repeat because I didn't want to wait until the back end of the album just to listen to Danny Brown. So that ruined that one for me. So then we went into John Wayne. Um, pretty. I like John Wayne. So I heard John Wayne on some other, cause you know, when you, when you get your streaming service and you like certain things, you find out if you like something by one person, it'll come up again. So he, he showed up and I was like, John Wayne, who the fuck, you know, but it was John Wayne without the H and, you know, and obviously he's not white, but uh, he came through with a nice little cut. I love this flow. Um, and the beat was, was straight for him. You know, he kind of made that for him and it worked out really, really well. So I, I really enjoyed how he put this one together. So you, if you notice, I'm, I'm talking about how Dabri kind of fashioned some things to the rappers that he used or you had the rapper that enjoyed the, the production and they did well according to that. But then I think he still wanted to focus on his Michigan folks and I think it, it, it took the album down a level which was kind of disappointing to me but I, after I listened to everything I start freaking listen to the uh, just his production and I tried to just get away from the people on the top end because I think some of the production that he did for the rappers was a little better than the production of his little instrumental uh, interludes in between I think some of those beats that he created was actually a little better than those he just had these people on top of it that kind of ruined it and if he was patient enough you'll listen and say wow that was a nice production but boy was that a fucking waste but it was cool and um but the John Wayne one was good um then it goes into Sunset and I like this one because he used another producer Shingato and you know I, I have a couple of cuts from that producer and you know because I have a lot of Japanese producers that 
did a lot of cuts that uh, shows on electric uh, chill stations and kind of working with a lot of hip-hop people too but him and Shingato and if you listen to the sunset I kind of enjoyed this one too this was like I always say it's like an interlude into um, before he puts in like the other people and you know as you listen to that you're you're, you're here um, and it was a little longer than most um, the instrumentals and then you get Nova uh, Nolan the Ninja Nova so I enjoyed this one because the beat was really nice it was really smooth and you, if you hear the repetition that he's been doing on him it's a lot of piano a lot of organs similar to like the instrumentals um, he did a whole bunch of things like that but he continued on in this one but he just I, I kind of upgraded it you know he didn't make it so abstract that it didn't go well he did it so well with uh, the rapper that was on that it just it just laid out pretty well but what made this one a little special to me because I was like god damn this dude sound familiar who does he sound like and I was just listening through it and I was enjoying his flow but then it popped into my mind and I was like yo this dude sound like motherfucking Big L you know he doesn't have those that that storytelling like Big L does but he has that voice and kind of flow but he's telling you something and and he has a really good flow and I think what Dabri did with him, he, he he played it. He played it really nicely over the top. And you know, if you if you listen to um, a, a old big L cut, you can hear it. You know what I mean? You're here that big L flow with the voice, the inflection, and just the flow. And you'd be like, "Yo, this nigga do sound like Big L," but he he's he's crisp and he's you know, in this day and age. You got production to make motherfuckers sound like a lot better than what they really are. But you can hear Big L. Yeah, him and Kid Capri on this one. Kid Capri just fucking yelling out like he normally do. And, um, but yeah, he just reminded me of Big L. And I was kind of like, wow. So I kept listening to it, you know, Nolan the Ninja um, on this Nova cut, and I just enjoyed it. This one was an, another enjoyable one, and it just reminded me of, of listening to Big L without the the storyline and the flipping of uh, metaphors and things in that manner. So I didn't get that portion, but, you know, I felt good hearing that, that, that old vibe with that. So that wind up to be good. But then we turn on another instrumental cut which was pretty weird because you know when i put that on i started saying okay let me listen to this and then i'll get on to the next couple of cuts but here's the problem i'm listening to that only because you have uh bubble up with fat cat and ronnie euro which was not a good one and the production on there was a wasn't as good as i would have liked it Dr. Schumann, which featured G and D, um, and we're going through. Now we're on the back end of it, and things just start getting worse. Sisto riding, whoop whoop. Yeah, I just I'm like, come on, kid. Um, clean soul forces, you know. I, I don't know who they are, so and so I just listened to that vert 
Horizon or like short for Horizon. And then I put on Culture Shuffle. Now, Culture Shuffle, this is a little different. This is the one that had Cadence and Intricate Dialect and Silas Green. So, you know, Cadence was on the previous album, so I was like, ooh, okay. I kind of like what he did. You know, he had some metaphors and similes that was really clever. So I, I kind of was like, ooh, let's see what him and his crew is doing. So all they did was just, if you're listening to this, they're just saying things. They're just putting words together. Um, really no rhyme, no reason, but um, you got some big words or words that you can flip on top of other ones. And it was, uh, lack of a better phrase, a bunch of funkin', fucking nonsense that was just thrown together. Um, if you're not really listening, um, you can say, wow, they flow really good to the beat because it has like a reggae do, kada, do, kada, do, kada. And you're like, yeah, yeah. But if you start listening and say, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, so that kind of ruined it as well. And the beat was just so good, but it, it covered up a lot unless you kind of want to hear what these guys are talking about. If you really want to hear what they're talking about, you're hurt because then you go, then you'll probably start not liking the beat or the production. Um, so I had to kind of phase it out and just listen to their rapid fire the way they just kind of rap just to get through it. Um, but I, I continue to listen to this one because I just love how they kind of they, their sound, not what they were saying, but their sound um, played really well off the beat that Dabri actually produced. So we end the actual, uh, you know, the big release, 3-3, with two instrumentals and First Law of Nature Rock. <laughs> and as Denmark Vessel, he was, he was okay. Um, even the beat was average. Um, so overall, you know, if I look at this as an overall production that Dabri did, I say it was average. But I will say I'm very pleased that he came back and he still has the ability to bring the shit like he did before. So I'm kind of OK with that, considering, you know, if he would really stepped out of Michigan and did a little more, start pulling in some other people, maybe some southern rappers just to see what his sound would sound like with them. Even go back out to West Coast, get like a Danny Brown, get um couple of those cats out there uh, Vince Staples would be really cool with his sound too if he would have did something or his next thing step out of his zone I know he's a Michigan guy and he really just promoting his brand from right there but he's such a good producer he he creates such good sounds you would like to see him branch out to compliment not just his sound or or complimenting a rapper but some people will enjoy hearing that and say, damn, I would love to rap over something like that. Um, so I'm glad to know that he's back. Um, but this album, I'll say this is uh, probably the worst of the the three or the four, whichever one you want to consider. Um, and this wasn't bad, but it just wasn't as good as the other ones. And it's because of the features that was on it, not because of his production, but because he had bad features to his production that it took it down a, le uh, a, a level and so I, I kind of rate it almost as a seven um which not on heavy rotation 
even though it's in my rotation. So let me stop lying. It's in my rotation because when I want to hear his sound and I'm really looking to hear his sound as opposed to the people rapping on there. I love the actual little motherfuckers, the tunnel vision and um, and, and a couple of other ones that I would kind of just listen to. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So if you look at it in that way, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. And, and since I'm cool with that, I, I say it's about a seven and even seven. So if you're looking to get his new release, you'll probably be OK. I mean, you'll probably be getting a decent one. If you followed him, you would say, man, you can do better than that, my nigga. But um, overall, um, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do next because he can do better. He's shown that his production is still on point. He could do better. Um, but that's all I got. So bougieblackbrother.com, Bougie Black Brother Network. So you can hear us on YouTube uh, without seeing it. But go to every podcast download. I shot this out on Bougie Black Bro on Instagram and and Twitter. Bougie Black Bro. So, you know, kind of introduction to let people know that I'm finishing this up. But check him out. I mean, he is worth hearing. He is worth hearing, especially listening to the boom bat people from today or some stuff that you're just not used to hearing. I think he's really good in regards to that. So anyway, Bougie Black Brother, um, check me out on Sundays with Bougie Brother Sean with our music reviews and we'll be back around to new reviews coming the following week so thank you so much for stopping by and tune in to bougie black brother network with car wax the car wax podcast for your current music reviews peace